Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 343, Friday Flashback. Hello and welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. I podcasted for 12 hours on Wednesday of this week as part of International Podcast Day and I loved it. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we are cranking up the time machine and taking a look back at an episode about parenting. Well, happy Friday to you. I hope that you have had a great week. I've had a really good week. The 12-hour podcast marathon on Wednesday was so much fun. It was actually two marathons. I started out and did a six-hour marathon with several of my clients, and we got to talk about their podcasts and what they try to accomplish with their podcast, why they do their podcast, what their podcast is about, and tried to introduce people to what podcasting is all about and the variety of podcasts that are out there, as well as showcase some of my clients and the great work that they are doing. And that was a whole lot of fun. That was six hours, and I took an hour off, and then we had another six-hour podcast marathon here with Golden Spiral Media, and we had a great time talking about TV and film all night long, and it was so much fun. And if you got to join us for part of that, thank you for doing that. And if you didn't, well, that's okay. We'll be doing some more stuff similar to that, I think, from time to time. And we did it all on Blab, and it was fantastic. Blab is a great way to live stream and have chat going on at the same time. And so we may start using that for some of our live show stuff instead of Google Hangout, but we'll see. For right now, let's talk about stuff I learned yesterday, and let's talk about the fun fact of the day. Now, as I'm recording this, it's Thursday night, and I've just finished watching the Baltimore Ravens make a great comeback and defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime. Even though I was rooting for the Steelers, it was still a great game. Well, here are some fun and interesting facts about football helmet logos. Did you know that the St. Louis Rams were the first NFL team to put logos on their helmets? Now, you may not have known that, but this one's pretty well known. The Cleveland Browns are the only NFL team not using any form of logo on their helmets. And this is also one you might have known ties into tonight's game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the only NFL team that puts the logo on just one side of their helmet. And it's the right side. So there you go. Fun facts about NFL football helmets. So if you catch some games on Sunday, keep an eye out for those. All right. Well, today we are doing a Friday flashback, which means the mailbag is empty. And I don't have a Friday forum contribution to play for you. So I would love for you to be a part of next week's Friday forum. So send in your stories, the stuff that you're learning, the stuff that you've learned. I would love to hear from you. And I did get some feedback this week. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But you can be a part of next week's Friday Forum by calling 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can typey-typey out a contribution or attach an audio file or use the SpeakPipe widget. So no shortage of ways to make a contribution. And again, I would really love to hear from you next week. Now, speaking of hearing from you, You know, over the last, I don't know, three or four episodes, including the one that Mark did on Wednesday, we've been talking a lot about community here on Stuff I Learned Yesterday. 
And it wasn't anything planned or anything that, that Mark and I said, hey, let's cover this topic. It's just one of those things that I think naturally flowed out of some of the experiences that he and I were having. The feedback that we've gotten over the last week or so, particularly this week since uh, I released the episode called The Arrival of White Tulips, uh, the feedback has just been incredible. I, we have never, ever received as much feedback about an episode as we did that episode. And I thank you for that. That was a tough episode for me to record, and I didn't know if I was going to do it for a while. Because as I mentioned in the episode, I told Linda that I wasn't going to reveal what had happened with those. But the more I thought about it and the further I got removed from it, I decided that it was better to go ahead and tell that story. And I'm glad that I did. Your feedback is confirmation of that. And a lot of you have also kind of told me how much you love being a part of this community. And, you know, not all of you are really, really involved, like let's say Bonita is, where she calls in, you know, at least once a month and sends a Friday Forum contribution. You know, she's probably on one end of the spectrum and a lot of you are in different areas of the spectrum and that is okay. That's okay. Mary, for example, wrote in, she says, you know, I'm kind of on the fringe of, of the community and that's fine. You know, I remember Mary, she, we, we talked to her more often back in the fringe days and that's, that's completely okay. I just love having you as a part of this community, regardless of how active or inactive you are. You're all equal members of this community and we love having you as a part of it. We love getting to share our lives with you. And we love when you share your lives with us as well. So, And, you know, that's why we have the Friday Forum. So you can share your life with us and tell us what's going on in your life. And the Facebook group as well. It's a great way for you to get involved and, and share in conversations and kind of just grow those relationships a little bit deeper. So feel free to do those things. We love having you as a part of this community. And again, thank you, thank you for the great feedback that we have received this week. Well, let's get into today's episode. It's a Friday flashback, and it's not something I did intentionally, but after I had it queued up, I realized we're taking a trip back 100 episodes. This is going to be what was originally episode 243. Now here we are with episode 343. This one is by Mark, and it's one that originally aired on February 18th of this year, entitled Raising Children is a Daunting Task. Indeed it is. And here's Mark. I don't know about you, but I love hearing the stories on this podcast about raising children. Whether it was Derek's wonder at his newborn daughter, Mandy's toddler troubles at the grocery store, don't worry Mandy, we've all been there, or Daryl's stories like the recent one about his daughter. <laughs> and he thinks raising a strong-willed tween girl is hard. I can't help but laugh knowing what it's ahead for him in the years to come. <laughs> I remember when my son was born. Like most new parents, no matter how prepared you think you are, when you're holding your newborn child in your arms for the first time, you get that nudging fear that you are responsible for everything in this child's life for many, many years ahead. It can be overwhelming. Of course, suddenly, there's advice coming at you from all angles on raising children. Friends and family wanting to be helpful, telling you how to do this or what they did in such and such a situation. Before you know it, your head is spinning as you try to decipher all the good and questionable advice thrown your way. Well, the best piece of advice I received after becoming a new father was from my mother. She pulled me aside in the hospital shortly after Ryan was born and told me to graciously accept all the advice that would come my way, but to do whatever I felt was right. She then told me that there is no right or wrong way of raising children. 
as long as you are not doing anything that will harm them physically, emotionally, or mentally, you are being the best parent you can be. Now, regardless of how you choose to raise your kids, every parent has the dream that their child grows up to be responsible, respectable, successful, and loved. It can be daunting trying to measure up to these criteria without knowing if you're succeeding or not, because the answer won't come until much later in life. But along the way, you'll see little milestones, successes if you will, that will tell you you've done good. One of the great topics of discussion between my wife Kim and I when our kids were young was over allowance. We had no idea how much money, if any, our children should receive as an allowance. There's a three and a half year difference between my son and my daughter, and we wanted to be fair to both of them. We talked to many parents and received just as many recommendations on what to do. In the end, this is what we came up with. Starting at the age of eight years old, each child would receive a weekly allowance equivalent to half their age. This method would allow no arguments. Each birthday, their amount would go up by 50 cents, and we would continue this until they got a job and started earning money for themselves. We bought all their necessities like clothes, school supplies, and even gifts for when they attended friends' birthday parties. We paid for their extracurricular activities, their movie tickets, and special outings like water parks or amusement parks. So the money they received each week was for all the little things they wanted that weren't really necessities. It was theirs to do with as they pleased with very little input or criticism from mom and dad. The only stipulations we had were no impulse purchases and no borrowing from future allowances. If they didn't have enough money, they couldn't buy what they wanted until they did. If they had enough money and wanted to purchase something big, they had to give us a one-week notice of what they wanted to buy. If a week later they still wanted to buy it, we would gladly take them to the store where they can get it, regardless of what we thought. This last one saved a lot of grief, as many times the seven days of waiting made them realize the item really wasn't worth spending all their money on. My son took to this system very well. He's never been an impulse buyer. Instead, he would save his money from week to week as he would research his purchases. He was heavy into Legos when he was young, especially Star Wars Lego. He would spend hours and hours studying the various sets of Lego catalogs he received in the mail. Then, at the store, he would line up all the sets he was interested in and compare them, trying to figure out which one would give him the most entertainment value for his money. When he finally made his choice, he would patiently wait the seven days until we returned to the store and he can make his purchase. But he played it smart. When making his choice, he would also tell us what his second and third choices were. That way, when we returned the following week, he would have a backup in case his first choice was out of stock. Ryan will be turning 19 in a couple of weeks, and his shopping habits haven't changed. He still researches every large purchase he wants to make and gives himself a few days to contemplate if it's worth spending his money on. Now, my daughter, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. Not that I want to be stereotypical here, but I see her as a typical teenage girl. She's 15 years old, and ever since she started receiving an allowance, she's had a hard time holding on to it. Be it a new piece of clothing, makeup of some sort, or even just a milkshake while walking around the mall. To her, money in her possession needs to be spent. The seven-day rule was murder to her. Joelle would constantly beg us to return to the store, saying over and over that she wasn't going to change her mind, so why did she have to wait? And if by chance the item she wanted wasn't at the store when we returned, Joelle would beg us to let her buy something else, 
claiming that it was her second choice that she really wanted, but had forgotten to tell us. And of course, she would throw a fit when we'd say no. My wife and I really struggled when it came to Joelle's buying habits. With Ryan, so much research had been made that we were comfortable with his decisions. But time and again, we had to keep reminding ourselves that it was Joelle's money to do with as she pleases, no matter what we thought. I can't tell you how many things she bought only to be forgotten within a couple of days. It's been a topic of many heated discussions in our household. Here's what I learned. Did we fail somehow as parents when it comes to our daughter after succeeding with our son? No, of course not. Every child has his or her own personality and their own way of learning. Some will excel in certain areas and some in others. We haven't harmed our daughter physically, emotionally, or mentally, so we're doing okay. In fact, we're doing better than okay. Joelle told us this week that it's time to pick her grade 11 courses for next year. There's a new class being offered at her school called Managing Your Finances. She says she wants to take this class because she knows she has a problem when it comes to her money. And this course will help her both now and in the future. We didn't bring up this topic. She did, all on her own. And Kim and I couldn't be more proud of her. Like Daryl put it so elegantly recently, Parenting is hard. It is. But it's not an impossible task. All that's ever expected of any parent raising children is that we give it our all and hope that our children turn out to be decent people. As I mentioned earlier, it can be quite daunting. We don't know if the lessons we teach our kids, either through lecture or example, are sinking in. They say children are like sponges, but what will they remember in years to come? All we can do is our best and hope that someday, down the road, we will see the fruit of our labor. They may be growing up in different worlds than we did, just like ours was different from our parents. But that doesn't matter. Good parenting bridges the generation gap. The stories we tell our kids may be different than those told to us by our parents, but the lessons are eternal. Parenting is a difficult job. How many other jobs do you know where you have to wait years to see how successful you were? No wonder raising children is such a scary thought for expecting parents. But rest assured, along the way, you'll see little milestones that will reassure you. I know I see them. Every time Ryan holds open a door for someone, or when Joelle tells a cashier she got too much change, I see some of Kim and my teaching displayed in them. It's at times like these that I reflect on my job as a parent, and I think to myself, I've done good. I'm Mark Decote, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Join the growing Stuff I Learned Yesterday community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. We'd love to see you there. You can follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.